With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Fresh back, still smelling like vacay. But that's last week's news. But also, there was a draft too. So, definitely got to chat about that a little bit. So, without further ado, back to the real world, back to real things. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to roll with the baseball theme today. I don't know why. It's just how I'm feeling. It's the week after the NFL draft. It makes absolutely no sense, but just go with it. Uh, much like I am now, back from Mexico, the Chargers, uh, number one, stayed safe at home and there was no movement up or down although if you are a member of the discord and you should be and if you aren't fix that um, you would know that there were conversations that were held pre-draft and during about the opportunity to trade back now if you want to know more about who those teams were go ahead and join up um, and there you'll have it but er yeah, Chargers stuck around at 21 and picked, as we all know, Quentin Johnston out of TCU. And it's funny because the run on wide receivers actually started the pick just prior with Seattle, who took Jackson Smith and Jigba. Funny enough, he almost fell like players have in the recent past right into the Chargers' laps again. And if they have gone that route, if he was available, I would have been fine with it, uh, provided they doubled back later and got a receiver with a skill set that I feel like fit the uh, team a little bit better, which they kind of sort of did. We'll get to that at some point. But yeah, man, um, would I have loved a trade back? Sure. Right after that pick, eh, my boy, Zay Flowers, who the Chargers passed on, went to Baltimore. Now look at it like this. Could have been worse. He could be a chief. And so at least that didn't go down. But 
am I cool with the Chargers sticking and picking? Yeah, uh, it all kind of worked out. And because we know the rationale behind it, we'll probably dig a little bit more into that tomorrow when we do our overall draft class review. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. So, yeah, that's that. No complaints. Got who we got. I understand the logic behind it. I'll give you more of my input on the player uh, now that he is a charger and I dug a little bit deeper. But we'll chat about that later on the number two. And that is going to be covering the bases. As the chargers tend to do, they go into the draft. They may have a pressing need and although they always say they, they don't necessarily draft for need, but best player available on their board. It's interesting how it almost always seems to align that the best player available on their board ends up being position of need. So well, go figure. And they pretty much got almost everything that they needed except for one glaring spot. And I think it all caught us by surprise. There was no tight end selected. And there were multiple on the board that, you know, they passed up. Now, I'm perfectly fine with the fact that they did not get one in round one. Didn't want that. We saw some names go a little bit earlier, like Sam Laporta, super early in the second round. And if Sam had rolled around to them in round two, they probably would have made that pick. I'm just glad it wasn't Michael Mayer. Even Michael Mayer in the second, for value purposes, yeah. It made sense, but the player and what he would have been to the offense and what they're attempting to do or want to do vertically up the seams, I don't think he was a good fit for, but you guys knew that already. I've said it uh, multiple times. Uh, you got Diane Henley at linebacker. Got that taken care of, and you have someone who has some inside-outside versatility in Thule, Thule Pelotu, which is cool. Um, you knock that out within your first three picks along with your wide receiver. Um, you double back at wide receiver and you got a speedy guy who um, is, oh, stop me if you heard this before, a Jet Award recipient. Hopefully this version, uh, the Chargers don't squander. I have hope though. And you got some defensive line help on the interior later on. And then something we didn't think we needed at all and I still don't uh, a quarterback one that I think the two receivers from TCU were more than happy to escape or so they thought that was very short-lived but you know Max Duggan is a charger for now and uh, he'll probably push Easton stick for that number two spot so not so fast guys but uh, the Chargers pretty much got everything they needed and it looks like oh sorry they also didn't draft a safety. So uh, hopefully that means Mr. John Johnson's on speed dial and we'll hear some news about that soon. But uh, other than that, I'd say they were pretty efficient. But uh, let's see what happens in between now and camp. All right, on to some more corny baseball phrases. Uh, number three, warning track power. Question for you guys. Do you feel like this class as a whole moves the needle for the Chargers. I mean, with regard to uh, tipping the scales against their biggest, stiffest competition in the Kansas City Chiefs. We're not just talking about guys who run the AFC West, but they're the king of the hill in the NFL overall. Um, me, myself personally, I think there are a couple names in there that 
could help to uh, at least create a little bit more of a competition. And you know what? Let me bring that back because the Chargers have competed very well against the Chiefs in the last few years. But there's always just this one thing that's missing, a play that goes wrong here or there, or something that you wish they had that could help really, really make a difference. And uh, we know how they plan to use Quentin um, Johnston, uh, but that's not the name that I want to focus on here. Uh, for me, it might be Darius Davis. Because special teams, although most fans don't pay very much attention to it, if you're a Chargers fan, you know all too well how important it is. And having Ryan Ficken has been a godsend. Now, I would have to imagine that this pick uh, had a lot to do with him. Darius Davis comes in and adds an element of explosiveness as a returner that the Chargers have not had since, like, Tim Dwight. I don't know. Am I thinking back too far? I can't come up with anyone who is consistently a great returner. Ah, Darren Sproles. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, outside of just that, um, think about you're in a tight game or whether or not it's a defensive battle or you're scoring a ton of points and you manage to get a stop on defense and then the Chiefs have to punt the ball over to you and you've got a Jet Award winner back there in a return game who can make something happen. We're talking like whether it is getting you um, you know, in plus territory on a huge return or getting you some cheap, easy points, that's invaluable. And I kind of understand the rationale behind the pick where it was made even though I think for some people they would consider it um, a reach and I won't argue against that because I get that point too but also depends on how much you value special teams and how much an ace of a returner means to you I mean it's literally a situation where you're putting your offense in an advantageous spot on the field giving them shorter fields or even points on one single play so for me for my money, I would say it's probably going to be Darius Davis that ends up making a huge difference. And we can all look back at this a year or two from now and realize that, yeah, they maybe knew what they were doing in the fourth round after all. All right. This may be a little redundant, but roll with me here. I'm making a point. Uh, number four, what the game's been missing. So we talked about the Chargers covering their bases in uh, roles and areas that they were deficient in and getting players that fit skill sets that weren't previously on the team now there are a few that really have me excited and that qj pick has grown on me in the last few days because i went back and looked at him with a different set of eyes not paying attention to the things that he doesn't do well that kind of you know were a turn off the fact that he's a bigger body that doesn't necessarily play up to it but the fact that that same big body has elite foot speed in a short area i mean it's on par with some of the smaller quicker guys uh, when we're talking like screens, jet sweeps, slants, things of that nature, the reason why he's so good at them and the reason why it helps him as a run after the catch guy is because defenders aren't expecting someone that size to have that sort of swiftness in their feet. Uh, it's actually a little jarring, but he uses it very, very well. And it's something that none of the other Chargers wide receivers possess. Um, it's what's going to help him be such a terror in the short intermediate and I mean they're going to deploy him deep also but he's going to be really hard to handle in the quick game uh, he's a guy that you just want to get the ball into his hands and let him go to work because he's almost never going to go down 
um, on first contact. If there's any space between he and a defender, that person's almost always going to miss because they're going to misjudge him, not understanding that someone of that size is able to move that well that quickly. Outside of that, uh, Chargers might have found a way to remedy that uh, interior pass rush and pocket pushing problem. Uh, Morgan Fox is who he is. He's going to be a huge contributor again. But man, man oh man, uh, I like Scott Matlock from what I've seen of him. That might be a steal. But the name that really matters here is someone who wasn't even drafted. It's a rookie, undrafted free agent by the name of Jared Clark. And if you've watched our other shows and some of our positional breakdowns, y'all know that he was my interior defensive line sleeper. And boy oh boy. He may remedy a lot of what's ailed the Chargers, not just from an interior pressure standpoint, because remember back then I told you it's not always about being the quickest guy off the line and winning off the snap to get to the quarterback. If you're just a sheer mass of power that can move men, you can collapse a pocket and push um, centers and offensive guards back into the quarterback, throwing them off their spot, making them have to move, and then essentially pushing and forcing them into outside pass rush. Jared Clark specialized in that, but he's not just this huge mass of a man because he's over 330 pounds. I think he's like 6'4", but he's actually pretty nimble. He's actually got a really quick first step, and if you can develop that, that's a rare combination to have in the NFL. Somebody who's swift in short areas, that massive, that can also stand up against the run. Um from a power standpoint, we haven't seen anyone with this sort of anchor down ability since the likes of Jamal Williams. I'm not saying that he's J-Dub. Don't get me wrong. But there's a chance that the Chargers may have gotten the steal of the draft as an undrafted rookie free agent. So, let's keep an eye on that. Browning this thing out with uh, number five. Bullpen Poppy. Stop playing games time. Get John Johnson on the phone. I like Alohi Gilman. JT Woods is probably not going to be ready. Don't mess around with it. Just call John up. You know you want to. I know Brandon Staley wants him. Just get it done. Uh, John played the game pretty sweet. Waited until the draft was over because the demand goes up and then the price can probably go up as well. So he understood the market pre-draft, waited, and now he's probably going to get paid more than what he would have before. That's how you play the game. And uh, the Chargers can't be uh, playing tiddlywinks about this. Get the man. I'm not saying overpay. But if it's within reason, do what you got to do. Because I personally want to see a vet lined up across from Derwin. Uh, Alohi, I like. But I don't trust him for a full season. He's a full-time guy. Uh, We don't know where JT Woods is yet. Still developmental. But you know who John Johnson is. And you know that he's had success in this scheme. It would be really, really nice to get someone who knows what they're doing and won't be a liability on the back end. Just make it happen. Please. Ask it nicely. My birthday was pretty cool. You can give me a late gift and get this done sometime within the next week. And that just, that'd be just fine. You know, um, I don't need a card or anything. Just, just get the deal done. But whatevs. Till the next one been your boy i appreciate you for joining me here catch us again tomorrow as uh, we recap the full class of 2023 uh draft garrett jamie and i and uh hey guys thanks for joining us 
uh, for all three days of that draft co- coverage. You know, while I was out gallivanting, popping in and out, you know, thank y'all for putting up with me. I was probably a little annoying and over-talking sometimes, but that's what happens when you're out doing adult stuff. You know, kind of open up a little bit more. Uh, you may be a little bit obnoxious, but nonetheless, I appreciate you guys. Love you. Till the next time, y'all take it easy. Be cool. Until your boy's back with another five of them. Thanks for your head top. I'm gone.